Empowered people make informed decisions that lead to living a life without regret. This is Sarah Kaki and Shauna Woods from Atlanta Divorce Law Group, and this is the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. Welcome to the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. This is Sarah Kaki with Atlanta Divorce Law Group, and I'm joined by our managing partner, Shauna Woods. Today, we're going to talk about the concept of having the golden handcuffs in your marriage. But what does that mean? Well, the golden handcuffs is typically thought of when you think of a corporate job or really any job where you're receiving some an income level from the job or a salary that provides a lifestyle that even though you're not happy with your job, even though the job's not meeting all your needs, you stay put because the income you're receiving from the job gives you a lifestyle that you're not willing to leave and you're kind of tied down to it because of the check paychecks coming in. This can actually happen in marriages. So I'll turn to you, Shauna. How does this occur in a marriage? It can occur in a marriage traditionally when one party is the breadwinner Mm -hmm. or when one party is wealthy, right? And the other party is unhappy, but they are also unwilling to change their lifestyle financially in order to alleviate that unhappiness. They would rather stay in an unsatisfactory marriage than change their financial status. So what do you think about that? Do you think it's okay to stay in a marriage because of the golden handcuffs? Or do you think, man, that doesn't make a marriage, that doesn't make a partnership You need to cut it out. You know, I have no judgment. I have zero judgment on this. I think that it's really important for all of us to appreciate that just because someone makes a choice that you wouldn't make, doesn't make it a wrong choice or a bad choice. Right. Right. It's okay. If your marriage, your relationship is not the foremost of what is bringing you bringing you happiness, right? Right. That's not where you want to put your energy and your energy. And the financial status doesn't mean that you're selfish. It means that there is a lifestyle that you choose to live, right? Maybe that lifestyle affords you the ability to stay home and raise the kids, right? Maybe that lifestyle affords you the ability to really donate yourself to this charity and this nonprofit that you are passionate about. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to give that up. I'm not going to judge you for that, nor am I going to judge the person who decides to leave. That is an extraordinarily personal choice that I don't think, and it's mostly women who have golden handcuffs, but the truth of the matter is I don't think women should be judging other women about these types of choices. I mean, I think if we look back to the very historical institution of marriage, It wasn't just always based on, oh, these two people madly fell in love and decided to go and live happily ever after together because they didn't think they could find that with anybody else. These were usually very much arranged to create either a positioning of a better financial situation for both parties or bring two families together to a better financial situation or keep money within the family or within certain families, within certain communities. So marriages, even in certain parts of the world, they're very strategically suited to create more by these two being together, more for the community, more for the family, and more for them. It hasn't always been based on, oh, these two meet each other's needs, and they're super attracted to each other, and they love each other. It's more about 
this arrangement makes sense. Absolutely. If you look at say, historical Scotland, because that's one of the things that I love and I'm interested in, marriages really were, uh, whose warriors do we need? Mm. You know, Let's get these two clans together because yeah. that's what they needed is to join so that they could have power, mm-hmm. which was protection. And when you think about financial wealth and when you think about having that, that really is about protection. Right. right? It's I don't want to be in a situation where I'm concerned where my next, you know, child's mills coming from right. or that I want to be able to afford them the ability to not worry about having to take loans for college or whatever it is that you're providing for them. And it really is the very when you look again, like you said, traditionally, that was the meaning of marriage traditionally. Yeah. Now, do I think there should be love in a marriage? Of course. Yeah. Well, I think what is the goal of the marriage? I think there's a difference between marriage and partnership. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So I think where I do think this could be more of a marriage than a partnership is you're here because you love the person. You love the lifestyle they provide. And you love who you get to, for the most part, be in the marriage. But not all your needs are met. And this person's not able to meet all your needs. That might be certain life goals that you have that this person doesn't want to participate in. Certain adventures you want to go on and this person doesn't want to participate in. Or maybe certain kind of intimacy that you want to have that this person doesn't want to participate in. And if that person thinks that they are in a perfect marriage for them where all their needs are being met, I would say that's more of a marriage, not a partnership. Because I think a partnership is when two people are seeing eye to eye what each other's needs are, what the needs of the union is, and they're both constantly growing together to meet each other's needs and to make it better and stronger and contribute, both contribute to each other. And I think that where... What we're talking about can be problematic is if let's go with the example of the wife who just chooses to stay in the marriage because she has the lifestyle that she wants to have and cares for the husband, but not all her needs are being met. If the husband thinks everything is, you know, la-di-da and perfect, I think we could have a problem. Absolutely. And I think all of this to me, you know, it really comes with a kind of a, again, I've used this before, rigorous honesty. Yeah. Right. To yourself first, mm-hmm. acknowledging, and we are kind of using this as very traditional marriage, stay at home wife. Yes. But yes. This could come with a power couple too. Absolutely. We've seen these a lot where they don't want to separate because of the wealth that they create together. The, even well, maybe the status, own sometimes these power couples, Absolutely. the marriage creates status for both parties to even, each party to even accomplish things that they want to accomplish and those statuses whatever it is is a deep part of your identity yes so i think it really is something that you have to be honest with yourself and hopefully your spouse about you're not meeting completely my needs but here is the reason i believe that our relationship can and should work now i do also think those are going to lead to conversations and i i think they should of Either how can I meet your needs, mm-hmm. right? How can we change this so both our needs are met? Or something that we may get to in some later podcasts, are we going to open this marriage up so that I get my needs met somewhere right. else, right. right? So that we can maintain this relationship and have our needs met within it, 
but also have our needs met without it. Yes, ideally, I mean, ideally to be, you know, I think we're both very pro partnership. Yes. And ideally they can, the marriage can achieve partnership and this can open up a conversation of, Hey, I, I love you as a provider. I appreciate you as a provider. Here are needs that are not being met. Would you be willing to work on that with me? If your partner is not willing to do, to do that or is not hearing you, then you have a choice to be, to, to make. Do I want to claim the golden handcuffs, quote unquote, or do I need to step away from this marriage? And to Shauna's point, it's a complete valid choice. It is a complete valid choice. But what I will always argue and hope that people hear us on is you do reach those critical choice moments in life and you choose one way or another, you then have to say, I made this choice. I made the choice to have the golden handcuffs. So I am going to accept that that was my priority, my value system, and I can live with that. I'm not going to be a victim to it. You cannot be a victim of your own choices. And I think that's very important for people to deeply take to heart, right? You cannot blame the other person if you are choosing to do this. And not torture the other person if you're choosing to do this. And to Sarah's point, yes, I think ideally everybody would choose the partnership if we had one or the other. Mm -hmm. But that's not always the choices that we're given in life. Right. And that's okay. Well, I think also marriages have seasons, right? Oh, absolutely. It's just like a friendship does. There's There's seasons in marriage where you're in and out of partnership. There's times where you have the baseline marriage and then there's times you have the partnership and you flow in and out and hopefully in a good marriage you're more in the partnership seasons than out of them but I think in the specific instance of the golden handcuffs pretty clear that they are not in a partnership mode but what I think this can be hurtful and harmful to the person who is providing for you is if they're in the dark about a need that you have that you're not expressing and you are not, and you're holding that back. I think the person you love and you respect and is providing for you deserves to know that you have an unmet need. Now, then the choice is on them. Then the choice is on them about what they do about it. Absolutely. And I do think that we call them gray divorces when they've been married 30 years or more and then have her divorce. When I see those, and I see them in a very traditional breadwinner, stayed at home type of situation. Of course, there's some that just simply grew apart. But the saddest ones that I have seen are when the breadwinner had no idea that the non-breadwinner's needs were not being met. Yeah, they're heartbreaking. And they're devastating. They're heartbreaking, yes. Because they've been in this relationship for 30 plus years, yeah. and they thought they were in a partnership. Yes, And yes. they weren't. So again, back to ownership and rigorous honesty, make your choices. We're not going to judge you. Just live them honestly. All right. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, go to atlantadivorcelawgroup.com forward slash resources.